Today is the 27th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian and it is a joy to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire. Take the next step forward together and just enjoy the peace and serenity of the global campfire. This place that we come every day. It is a place of peace, a place for us to center ourselves in the scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. And so it's great to be here in this space with you today to take the next step forward. And that will lead us back into the book of Leviticus. Today we will read chapter 20, verse 22 through chapter 22. Verse 16. Keep all my decrees and laws and follow them so that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. You must not live according to the customs of the nations I am going to drive out before you. Because they did all these things, I abhorred them, but I said to you, you will possess their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. You must therefore make a distinction between clean and unclean animals and between unclean and clean birds. Do not defile yourselves by any animal or bird or anything that moves along the ground, those that I have set apart as unclean for you. You are to be holy to me, because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. A man or a woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death, You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own heads. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean for any of his people who die, except for a close relative, such as his mother or father, his son or daughter, his brother, or an unmarried sister who is dependent on him since she has no husband. For her, he may make himself unclean. He must not make himself unclean for people related to him by marriage, and so defile himself. Priests must not shave their heads or shave off the edges of their beards or cut their bodies. They must be holy to their God and must not profane the name of their God Because they present the food offerings to the Lord, the food of their God, they are to be holy. They must not marry women defiled by prostitution or divorced from their husbands, because priests are to be holy to their God. Regard them as holy, because they offer up the food of your God. Consider them holy, because I, the Lord, am holy." I who make you holy. 
If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she disgraces her father. She must be burned in the fire. The high priest, the one among his brothers who has had the anointing oil poured on his head and who has been ordained to wear the priestly garments, must not let his hair become unkempt or tear his clothes. He must not enter a place where there is a dead body. He must not make himself unclean even for his father or mother, nor leave the sanctuary of his God or desecrate it, because he has been dedicated by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The woman he marries must be a virgin. He must not marry a widow, a divorced woman, or a woman defiled by prostitution, but only a virgin from his own people, so that he will not defile his offspring among his people. I am the Lord who makes him holy. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, For the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame disfigured or deformed, no man with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has any eye defect, or who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron the priest who has any defect is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect. He must not come near to offer the food of his God. He may eat the most holy food of his God as well as the holy food, yet because of his defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar and so desecrate my sanctuary. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses told this to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to treat with respect the sacred offerings the Israelites consecrate to me so they will not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, For the generations to come, if any of your descendants is ceremonially unclean and yet comes near the sacred offerings that the Israelites consecrate to the Lord, that person must be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. If a descendant of Aaron has a defiling skin disease or a bodily discharge, he may not eat the sacred offerings until he is cleansed. He will also be unclean if he touches something defiled by a corpse or by anyone who has an emission of semen or if he touches any crawling thing that makes him unclean or any person who makes him unclean. Whatever the uncleanness may be, the one who touches any such thing will be unclean till evening. He must not eat any of the sacred offerings unless he has bathed himself with water. When the sun goes down, he will be clean, and after that he may eat the sacred offerings, for they are his food. He must not eat anything found dead or torn by wild animals and so become unclean through it. 
I am the Lord. The priests are to perform my service in such a way that they do not become guilty and die for treating it with contempt. I am the Lord who makes them holy. No one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offering, nor may the guest of a priest or his hired worker eat it. But if a priest buys a slave with money, or if slaves are born in his household, they may eat his food. If a priest's daughter marries anyone other than a priest, she may not eat any of the sacred contributions. But if a priest's daughter becomes a widow or is divorced, yet has no children, and she returns to live in her father's household as in her youth, she may eat her father's food. No unauthorized person, however, may eat it. Anyone who eats a sacred offering by mistake must make restitution to the priest for the offering and add a fifth of the value to it. The priests must not desecrate the sacred offerings the Israelites present to the Lord by allowing them to eat the sacred offerings and so bring upon them guilt requiring payment. I am the Lord who makes them holy. Mark 9, 1-29 And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. 
When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if he can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, Come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. Psalm 43 Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delights. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 10, 18.
Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Okay, let's just hang out there in Proverbs for a second. One sentence. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. So let's just think about that person that's in our life, maybe at church, maybe at work, who knows where, that we just can't stand. Just can't. They they say offensive things all the time. Maybe we've been offended. Maybe they've said something that's not true about us. We just avoid them. But it's not really just avoidance. We we strike back covertly. Maybe they said something at some point and it's just stuck in our heart. Like it's still burning inside of us. We're still mad about it. Everybody has experiences like this from time to time. It's just, how do we deal? Like, what do we do with that? Because a lot of times when there's an offense, it gets stuck inside of us. We keep thinking about it. We keep reliving the moments. And we can find ourselves more angry later on than we ever were in the moment. We just keep replaying it over and over. And so anytime that person kind of comes up in conversation or whatever, we're pulled back into that and we don't have anything good to say. And maybe just to kind of even the scales, at least in our own minds and hearts, we go to our friends and tell the whole story about that person. We gossip about them. We tear them down. We call them into question. We call their character into question. We call their family into we, we call whatever we can into question. And yet if we have to actually be in that person's presence and we just fake it like there's nothing wrong. Like that's not how like just saying it. We know that's not healthy. We just do these kinds of things. The proverb says, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. What that one sentence does is force us to consider our thoughts, words, and deeds toward this person. Does the gossip and slander about this person take any less energy than just going to the person? Even if there isn't reconciliation to just call things into the light and move toward peace with one another? Like, is all of the covert things that we might do to even the scales and diminish this other person take less energy? And does it bring us more wholeness? And we may approach this person who may be not responsive in any sort of way. And so us just approaching them and, and holding out an olive branch and saying, man, we have gotten sideways and I feel like we could actually work better together. Maybe that doesn't work. Maybe the person doesn't want anything to do with you at this point. 
but moving in that direction is a better choice than being a liar and a fool. And I get it. People are complicated. We're complicated. And things go sideways all of the time. And we have all kinds of little offenses that we can deal with. But what if we didn't, though? What if we didn't? What would life be like if we weren't carrying all of that around? So this proverb can actually step right up to us and look us in the eyes. And we may not like what it's suggesting. And now we have to think about all this stuff. But the proverbs aren't here for condemnation purposes. They're here to cut through to cut through the fog to give clarity to bring truth and now we have heard it and now we should wrestle with it in our lives we don't have to listen to the wisdom of the proverbs we can ignore it but what if we heeded it like so many of these times when the Bible steps right up to us and says something, we have to ask ourselves, even if we don't like the changes that it might suggest that we need to make inside of our hearts, like what's the downside that we may have to be more humble, that we might have to be more long-suffering? in order to put what is broken back together and do the work of God in this world? Because the flip side is that we have to be more arrogant and more dishonest, that we have to make a fool of ourselves, according to the Proverbs. So what's the downside of paying attention to what Proverbs is saying and incorporating it into our lives and in our relationships? Because what the Proverbs is is telling us is that our reactions to things can make a fool out of us and a liar out of us. So let's give it some thought today. We might even catch ourselves moving in that direction. And maybe we stop ourselves because there's no downside of putting what's broken back together. This is the work of God. And so, Father, we invite you into that interpersonal relationships at work, at church, at home, everywhere we go, everybody's got their stuff. We all have our brokenness. We all have our stories. And some of them have been very difficult stories indeed. And so we find ourselves reacting to all kinds of things in all kinds of ways. You are inviting us through the voice of wisdom here to take a beat. And if we do this and we begin to do this repeatedly, like we don't just react, we don't just follow the old path, we take a moment and think about what is actually going on, inviting your Holy Spirit so that we might humble ourselves, so that we might actually be your ambassadors in this world so much can change with such little repentances with such little changes so much of life can change with just little changes help us to make these 
show us how. Help us to not react. May our reactions be to turn to you and seek you as we move forward. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus who modeled this for us so that we have a picture of what this looks like in the Gospels. Make us like you. Make us whole, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and that is where you can find out what is going on around here. And the Daily Audio Bible app does that as well. And you can download that free from the App Store. It works with your device, so check that out. Check out the community section. This is where different links to be connected on the different social media channels that we participate on are. And it is also the home of the prayer wall, which is always there for us. We can always go there and ask for prayer. Middle of the night, middle of the morning, doesn't matter. Regardless of what continent you are on, no matter what's going on, you can ask for prayer and, and receive encouragement from brothers and sisters around the world. And so certainly check out the prayer wall. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. We wouldn't be around the global campfire if we weren't around it together. And so thank you deeply. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, this is Z1 praying for a junk to treasure. We hear you, sister. My grandma, God's chosen, wants me to pray for your request. So that's what I'm here to do. Junk to treasure. I am praying for God's hand of support for junk to, for you during these difficult situations. You are her refuge and strength, God. Her present help in trouble. Hold her hand and do not let her fall. Life here on earth is filled with trials and tribulation. Let your grace be upon her during the tribes trials of anguish. First Peter 1 verse 3 to 4. Second Corinthians verse 4 to 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. In eternity with the Lord, we will no longer have to fear hard times because everything will be made perfect. I pray God gives you strength during this season. Send plenty of help to help you grow closer to God in his holy word. Amen. Don't worry. We all hear you. We're all praying for you. 
And when you are sad, we are sad in our hearts because we love you. You're a part of our family and we've got your back. So thank you for listening to this prayer and I hope this has lifted your spirits. And this is not of me, but it is of God. And to get, and God will give you the strength you need to overcome these tough times. And he will bring these tough times to an end with his sword of justice. All in good time. God's plan is for you. God has got a good plan for you. God knows where your life will go to. So keep it up. Good work, sister. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to quick come on here and ask for prayer, kind of reluctantly. I don't know why, but um, I guess I've just been in this long season of discouragement, just mental health diagnoses in the last three years, um, PTSD and bipolar, and not very stable. I've been on long-term disability through my previous job. It's been a year and a half now, and that disability will be up in October. I thought it was gonna be a little longer, but honestly, I have struggled my entire adult life to work full-time for you know any you know sustainable length of time. And I'm really, really anxious and nervous and just fearful, and I know the enemy is the one trying to discourage me. I know the Holy Spirit's given me discernment about that, and um, I just have this sense that the Lord wants to use my story someday, that you know He wants to be glorified in this, that He's got some kind of plan that's way bigger than me, but I don't understand right now, and I'm just really anxious. I just feel like I'm up against impossible odds right now, um, financially, like there's always just enough. He's so good though, he always provides. I have so many blessings. I have a degree that I managed to get and a career that I love um, eventually, I hope, um, that I've been doing on and off before I got really unwell. And I just really need prayer. I know he's building me up in this season, showing me the warrior I am in him and building my trust with him. but. My strength is just failing every day, and the enemy is relentless, so encouragement would really be appreciated in prayer. Good morning, Daily Ojo Bible family. I'm calling in for prayers for my life. I've been wanting to settle down, but it has really been challenging because I've been in a relationship, the things are not working, and I am thinking of moving on. It hurts that I would give in this much and nothing comes out of it. I do not know if it's my perception towards marriage. Aside from that, there's pressure from family, you know. In Africa, when you're above 30 and you have a, a good job, you, the pressure from a family to see you settle down becomes really, really high. And I've not really been getting it easy with family. So I I want to use this long period to really focus on my relationship with God. And while doing that, I also want my daily Ojo Bible family to put me in their prayers. 
would love to encounter someone who values me as much as I value her, who would choose to compromise as much as I would choose to compromise, or maybe less. I just want to be in a relationship with someone who understands me, because I believe if that relationship is to last, we, we all have uh, compromises that we should make. So put me in your prayers as we go through length. And I'm hoping to come back here with a testimony, uh, probably sometime with a wedding date, you know. Thank you, Daily Audio Bible. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Daily Audio Bible family, this is Matthew from the United Kingdom. Today is the 22nd of February, 2023, and the beginning of Lent season. And this is the beginning of um, the period when we come when we, when we go back and uh, think about our life and repent of our sin. I, I all sometimes pray for brothers and sisters over problems that is presented in this uh, platform. Thank you, Brian Harden, for all that you do for, this, for the Holy Spirit to flow in this uh, platform. Uh, this morning, and whatever it is, whatever time it is, uh, wherever you are, let us lift up our brother Tim before the Lord this morning, before his throne of grace and mercy, and ask for more of his mercy in the life of Tim. Tim, today, coincidentally, is a day that begins repentance. Tim has repented before you, our Father and our God of sexual sin and asking you for restoration. Further, I stand with Tim and ask you, Lord, for restoration for Tim. As a youth pastor, Lord, that you will cleanse Tim from all unrighteousness, O God. Lord, that you will restore Tim fully back to you and restore his ministry back to him in the name of Jesus. Father, if we say we have no sin, then the truth is not in us. For all of us have sinned and have fallen short of your glory. For you said if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness. Hi, DAB family. My name is Evelyn. I'm calling from Berlin. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, about two months ago, I called for prayers for my mom who was going through stage four breast cancer. Um, today makes it one month exactly that she passed. She went to be with the Lord. Uh, yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard without her. Especially for my dad. I can feel the pain. I can see the pain in his eyes. For us two, our girls, three girls. It's, 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 it's just been, it's, it's been hard. Um, so I'm calling for prayers that you stand in the gap. You pray alongside with us as we navigate through this process of um, trying to figure things out, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm also asking for prayers over my mind, over the spirit of fear, anxiety, and worry that, um, you know, having a family member go through such is kind of hard. So yeah. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would um, stand by everyone who is going through loss, who is going through a grieving process. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you stand by us, that you support us, that we'll feel your love, we'll feel your, your support, your embrace around us during these trying times. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Bye.